podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The TAT pod is back after a couple of weeks off due to stuff happening and um, the international break. But um, yeah, we're back. We're going to go for every single player in the Liverpool squad that has played this season and um, give them a ranking. So it's probably not going to be the nicest of podcasts, but listen, we, we've got to do what we've got to do. So joining me today is the man with a broken camera. Uh, Dylan, how are you, mate? Yeah, unfortunately, my camera is broken. But hello, guys. It's actually my first live show with you guys. The last time I was on the podcast was around March. So it's been a while. But yeah, this is going to be very harsh. It's been a great break from watching Liverpool. They have completely ruined my mood over the season. But And these rankings will be very harsh for myself. So yeah, let's yeah. get into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I agree, mate. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be harsh. But listen, we'll, as always, we'll try and find some sort of encouragement for uh, for our team. But also joining us, I believe, for the first time Yeah, ever? first time, yeah. I think yeah, ever, wow. yeah is uh, my good friend Noah. He does a lot of stuff with me on other projects and really good guy. So it's, a, it's an honour to have you on board, mate. Yeah, good to be here. Great to be here. Cool. Um, just, you know, before we get into it, I'm, I'm going to get into Ali's comment here. Uh, big up, lads. International break is boring. Listen, it's absolutely shocking. I've watched about one... I've probably watched one game and that was England's embarrassing performance the other night. And tonight I'm probably going to watch yeah, the Holland much. game. Mate, listen... It was funny, to be honest. That's why I watched it, because it was funny. Um, just how pathetic they are. But, I haven't uh, watched it at all, man. <laughs> I decided what it is with Southgate ball. Even yeah. in, when it comes to major competitions, it's just so boring. <laughs> Tonight, I'm probably going to watch the Holland game, and then that will be me done before um, Liverpool come back. But no, I'm going to come to you first, mate, before we get into these tears. During this break, have you had time to reflect on Liverpool and think, where did it go wrong and where is it going to go right when we come back on Saturday? Or have you just kind of forgotten about it and just put it to one side? Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, I, that's what I just switch off in an international break. Just completely switch off from everything. I just... Football just doesn't exist in my brain for that one week <laughs> or two weeks, however long it is. And then when the footy's back, it's back mm. on. And it, it's it's back to it. It's back to to reality. And then, yeah. So I've not really actually had a, really thought too much about it and had the chance to like reflect because I've just not really been thinking about it to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. I wish I wish I could say the same. But Dylan, what what you been saying, mate? Oh, it's been beautiful, mate. It's been a beautiful break. We haven't played in one month, so it's all good. Uh, yeah, this like we're at the title race already. In September, I'm, I'm going to say we're out of the title race because we are nine points behind the top. It's not good. So, yes, um, been a shocking start to the season, to be honest. So this break was actually quite nice. Yeah, no, I, listen, um, we we could be out of the title race, but the team at the top is Arsenal. And I'm not being funny, but they don't, you know, they've had a good start, but they played a half-decent side and they lost, so... They've not really played too many great teams. Neither have we, to be fair. But um, the only team I'm really looking at is Man City and we've still got to play them twice. Um, you know, it's unlikely that we beat them twice. It's unlikely that we're going to win the league. But listen, we'll see what happens. Um, we're going to get straight into this then. No messing about. But before I do, I need to make sure um, I make it clear that this this podcast is proudly sponsored by Sporting In, the best football app on the market right now. Uh, we've got a really good group chat in there where we talk on a daily basis about anything Liverpool related. Um, so use the link in the description down below to join the group chat. You know, Sporting have been amazing with us so far. And um, yeah, we're so thankful for them. And, um, you know, their, their commitment to us and we'll continue to use such a great service. So make sure you get involved using the link. And here we are, guys. With the ranking system, um, if you guys are new to ranks uh, and tier systems, I think S stands for special um, and then A, B, C and D. The colours are a bit off because you could only choose yellow, orange and red, so it doesn't really matter. But um, obviously, it's, it's, it speaks for itself. Anyone that's been special this season and we don't know if there is anyone, that's why we're here to discuss it. We'll go in there. If they've been good, they'll go in A, been okay, B. Bad C and D is just 
the absolute worst of the worst. So um, we'll get straight into it. I'll, we'll take it in turns to start off with. So I'm going to go for the guest of the sh- Well, not the guest, but the debut. Um, the debutant is the word I'm looking for. Noah, what are you saying about our scouser, mate? Uh, C. C. What's your very, very, very underwhelming. The only reason I'm I'm not putting him in D is because his goal in the community shield and his goal against Bournemouth. If he didn't score those two goals, he'd be in D. Because he's had he's he's been shocking defensively pretty much every game we played this season. Yep. But and it, and it, the thing is you can kind of let him off at times if he's doing what he's doing going forward, but he's not been doing that. So yeah, yeah, easy C for me. Yeah, no, I agree. And Dylan, do you have anything to add? Do you think he's a C or is he above or is he lower? No, he's lower in my opinion. He's a D. Ooh. All you're going to find what I'm going to do with these ratings is that I'm going to rate them uh, for my standards towards them. So Trent, I have the I have such high standards for him. He's improved year on year. And this year he's just gone completely backwards. I don't know what it is. It's been since May. I've just really, he's not been on the best of form. And the start of the season, that United game is what I'm looking at right now. That game was awful. He got skinned by Elanga, which, is, in my opinion, is a new, a new low for him. The opening uh, game against Fulham, obviously not watching his back post. Again, the goals against City and Bournemouth, they were good. But Bournemouth, you know, I've expected we won 9-0 that day. So I'm putting him in a D, to be honest. I expect so much better from him. Ooh, so I have the final say. I see what you guys are doing. Um... Look, I agree both of your points. Noah, everything you said, and Dylan, everything you said. I will cut Trent a tiny bit of slack here. And not by much, because like you say, Dylan, we have such high standards for him. We've said he's the best right back in the world. He's generational. He's one of the best of all time. Uh, So we have to hold him to those standards. But I remember I did a preview show about Ajax, right? And I said, when Thiago and Matip come back into the side, Trent will not get straight back to his best, but we'll definitely see a much better version of Trent. And I'm not looking for excuses with Trent because he's experienced now. He's, what, 23. He should be able to play with anyone down that side in this squad. But when Milner or Henderson are performing absolutely terrible, and we'll get on to them later, when Gomez is absolutely terrible, I, I kind of feel sorry for Trent in some way because we know he's not going to be the most defensive fullback anyway. So then when he's doing that, he's he's bombing forward, he's staying forward. Then you've got a mismatch of like just random plays that have just been thrown in. Harvey Elliott as well. I don't think that combination has been working this season. I think Trent needs a lot more from the guys around him to work. And when Trent was at his absolute best, we saw it. Jordan Henderson, absolutely brilliant down that right-hand side in his prime. Um, and uh, yeah, he's always had that hard-working midfielder next to him. But for now, this season, we've not seen any hard work in, not just on his side, the other side. And I think that is the reason why he, he's, he's struggled so much. And of course, his ability as well, like how he's performed is not great either. Like going forward, it's not been a, to his usual standard. But I'm going to put him in C as well, just because I think there's been about three or four players worse than him uh, that will go in D. Um, so I think... He's going to go and see, and Eunice says sees fair as well. But listen, Dylan, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, and I'm going to go on to a nice one for you, mate, to start with. So, Alison Becker. Alison, uh, I'm going to say he's an A. I, it's crazy to think that we've only lost one league game in 2022. And I think the main reason why we have done that is because Alison has papered over the cracks. He's been our best player in 2022. And when your goalkeeper is your best player, you know there's something wrong. He has saved us on so many occasions this year and at the start of the season, he's made some great saves. So I think he he should be in a best goalkeeper in the world by a mile. And in my opinion, he's approaching that uh, best Premier League eleven like starting goalkeeper, you know, because the, the ability, even he's improved his distribution this year. I don't know if you guys have seen, but he's just the complete goalkeeper. I'm so lucky to have him. Definitely an yeah. A. Noah, any higher? Um, I'd no, I'm not gonna put him higher. Nah, I don't think so. I think he's been very good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to. A's probably where he's at. He's been very good. I mean, 
I completely agree with Dylan. I think he's by a mile the best goalkeeper. I wouldn't swap him for any other goalkeeper. Because now he's he's added the distribution. He can do everything. He's he's an all in one package. He's good with his feet. He's the best one of the best I'd honestly say one of the best goalkeepers ever one on one. I don't feel no, ever seen someone so good one on one. So much. Yeah. He's the new Michael Moyer, like he's that kind of Neuer sweeper keeper kind of player for me. I've always seen that comparison with him. Yeah, for sure. Just world class. Mm. So yeah, no, uh look, I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna get in super spoiler alert. I mean, there might be one player a bit later on. And if there were, if there was one or two players, Allison would definitely be the one or two that get in there. But um he's incredible. And if it wasn't for him this season, I I don't know what 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 this would be looking like, how many goals we'd have conceded. Um the clean sheets, I think we've only got two clean sheets so far this season, uh, which just isn't good enough, but none of that is down to him. He's been brilliant. And uh, like Dylan said, he for me, I agree, he has been our best player in 2022. Um, and I actually gave him play of the season last year over Mo Salah. So, um, He's tapered over the cracks, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but I, listen, I, when... Go on. I wouldn't say we have played our best football in 2022. A lot of the games where we have won, it's been because they've caught us out and then Alisson saves us and then we go down the other end and score. That's been the story. But now, looking at it... You can see the results are not going our way. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think now Gomez is back as well, um, and hopefully we keep Thiago fit. The clean sheets are going to go up, and you know people that love stats will look at him and start praising him a bit more. Uh, but look, he's he saved us so many times, and um, yeah, I think A is very fair. I'm going to start with this one. Darwin Nunes. Now, this is going to be an interesting conversation. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear everyone's opinion on this one. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go first with with my um, opinion on Darwin, and I think that it's just been a bit stop start. To be honest, with Darwin, like he came in, did really well in the Community Shield. Um, everyone's buzzing. Everyone's saying he's clear of Haaland and all of this stuff, and he was brilliant. But um, then, obviously, he did the same against Fulham. And then he got sent off. And that sending off is probably the worst thing that could have happened for him. Because in a period where um, it's supposed to be settling in period for him, like getting consistent game times, all of a sudden he was out for three games. And that just killed him. And I think it killed his momentum. And look, he can do a lot better when he comes on, you know, the, the the palace chance he has, I think he should probably score it. And his first touch has been off a bit and all these kind of things. But I, I'm not like these guys that just have a verdict on a player after a few games, 240 minutes he's played. Right. So if you think about Fabio Carvalho for a minute and how you think you might think in your head, we've barely seen any of Carvalho, but Nunes has only played 20 minutes more than him. So, in the grand scheme of things, he's not played much at all. And for people to be sitting there writing him off, like saying, oh, we've wasted this much money or oh, this would never have happened if Klopp didn't do this or whatever. Like, it's just way too early. Like, for me, he needs to have consistent game time. That's the only way he's going to bet him into this team. That's the only way the likes of Trent are going to learn to play with this guy up front rather than a Firmino or a Jota. And the goals, the goals will come 100%. I'm so confident that he will start scoring goals. Um, we just need to put him in. We need to be, you know, consistent with him. And, yeah, just just give him some more opportunities. That's literally the only way he's going to get better. And the social media stuff doesn't help at all. Like, if you guys think players don't see social media stuff, they probably do. And for, for Liverpool fans to go on his, his Twitter and reply to him and say all this kind of stupid stuff for him, you know, training clips, clips of him in training missing a shot like that I, I've never seen the, the, this obsessiveness for a player in our fan base it's crazy of course the price tag is high and with, with a high price tag you probably you have to you know justify it at some point but give the lad a chance he's barely played um, we signed him for a reason we don't spend this kind of money on a player unless we are 100% certain it's going to happen so Yes, it's been a poor start, of course, which is why I'm going to put him in C. Uh, a lot of people will probably put him in D. But, um, yeah, 
I'm I'm confident he's going to get good. And when the whole team starts performing well, I think we'll see Darwin perform well. Because what is he supposed to do when the whole team is not performing well? When our most creative player, Alexander-Arnold, isn't creating. When our best midfielder, Thiago, has played one game. Like, I kind of feel sorry for him. Um, he's not had a run with these guys in the team yet. So hopefully after this break, he's had time to reflect and get used to stuff and he'll be he'll be he'll be good but yeah Dylan what are you saying I do completely agree with you uh I don't think sorry, I've seen sorry. a player under so much scrutiny in my life <laughs> and uh I didn't even know th- about the guy last year for that matter but I'm gonna be quite harsh with him to be honest if we're talking about right now and how he's been I say it's been a D I th- because he has completely derailed the team and has derailed his progress. So as an individual and as a team, it's just been all got it's all gone to crap. That um that headbutt against Crystal Palace, I think that has cost us some points. I think with him up front against uh, Martinez, I think that would have he would have uh, benefited a lot playing against that. And Martinez now, he exploded just because he was playing against Firmino, who was, in my opinion, the perfect opponent to play against. But um I'm, I'm hoping he explodes. And I think this season is just about him settling in. The team's going to be settling into this new system. Alexander-Arnold, of course, is going to try and link up with him. Same with Salah as well. But next season is where I think he'll really start to explode and really start to see his ability. But as of right now, on an individual basis and on a team basis, it's been shambolic from Darwin. So I'm going to put him in D. And as well, to be fair, Klopp has let him down as well. I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but where he's been picking up the ball, it's like on that left wing, the amount of crosses he delivered against Everton, especially I was looking at. I don't did you guys notice that at all? He was crossing the ball, crossing the ball to Salah or Trent. I was like, what's he doing there? It should be the end end of those. Yeah. No, yeah, that's fair enough. Um what are you saying, Noah? To be honest, I'd uh, I'd put him in B. Which B? might shock a few people. B, yeah. But this season, yeah? This season, because let's think about how many how many minutes has he played? He played three full matches, did he? Or did he even? He's only played like 220 minutes of football, maybe a bit more. He scored two goals. He's he's had so many chances. He's got in behind so many times. If he's on his best game, he could he could have easily had five, six, five or six goals in 220 minutes. Sending no, off I'm not, not I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Sending off, yeah, go on. I think he's cost us four points. To be honest with you, uh, we were we were so good against Crystal Palace and all that, but that extra amount of advantage they had saw them across the line. And like I said before, against United, Darwin versus Martinez, I think Darwin would have come on top of that. And because Martinez plays against Firmino, it was it was a walk in the park. Uh, yeah, he he should have he should have got many more opportunities. That's down to him at the end of the day. He lost his head on the big stage and cost us points. I think, to be fair, though, with the Palace game, we, I mean, we scored when, when after he was sent off. We looked more like scoring after he was sent off. Like, for some reason, I don't know what it was. I mean, I, <coughs> I just think he's been unlucky. I don't think he's, I think, I, I don't think you can say that the reason we've dropped all these points is because of him. I think it's because it's just, we've just not played well as a team. I agree with both sides and we, we've had a B, a C and a D. So I think the fairest thing to do is to go in the middle with a C. Um, I think B might be too generous and I think D is a bit harsh, uh, but maybe that's just me. But um, we'll leave him in, in C. We can also like, when we go down the line, if we find players that we, we put in a certain tier and then we find another player and we think, hang on, but he's been better than this player or he's been worse than this player, we can um, we can change it and, you know, reevaluate. But um, Noah, this one's quite tricky because he's only played twice, I think. But um, I know we all like waxing lyrical about this man, so what do you want hey, to do with him? I'll put him straight in A. Uh, and it's that that's that's his that's his only issue is that he's he's only played two games. Yeah. This guy is fucking unbelievable. This guy's probably the probably the top in the top three most technical players I've ever seen at this club. We we uh, he is our system. I genuinely think. I think you take him out of that midfield, we look 
not even half of what we usually are. Um, and I think he's just so important for us. But that's the thing with him. If he would, if, oh, if if he could guarantee thirty eight games a season or so, or the, however many games a season, just three quarters of the games, I'd I'd honestly say, yeah, he's oh, he's probably the best centre midfielder in the world. If his only downfall is that he he can't he can't he can't play that many games, it's a real issue. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dylan, what are you saying, mate? Yeah, I'm going for a B. It would be an A, but it's just availability at the end of the day. I can't can't fault him for being injury prone or getting these injuries. It's just a shame we we've been robbed of watching this elite footballer. Like that performance against Ajax. If you're if if it's any midfielder, that's a ten out of ten performance. By but by Thiago's standards, that's just an everyday walk in the park yeah, performance yeah. from him. It was incredible to watch, and it's what we've been missing. Like you can see from the games uh, against Newcastle and Man United and Palace, that that's what we're missing in the team. And Ajax, that was that was the definitive factor in the end. Yeah, um, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, for me. You know, I've said it countless amount of times. He's top three midfielders I've seen at Liverpool in my lifetime. Gerard, Alonso and him are the three. So um, that's just based on when he has played. Obviously, the the common factor is that he's not played enough and we want to see him more. Um, And like you say, when he played against Ajax, he was unbelievable. And he's one of those players where... You, when you're in the ground and you see it in front of you, it, it just takes your breath away. And me and my brother were, were fortunate enough to have been there against Ajax, and just watching this guy play football, it's just it's just different to pretty much anything I've seen before. So um, it's just the little things that he does, like the little things that he offers. Like, remember that dummy he did after Salah passed it? He just dummed it and went straight to uh, Shimakas. Like yeah. no, none of our other midfielders would think like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, when he when he was um, when he was pressured, he, he just deals with it straight away. But I I do think we you know Dylan's point about his availability might be a factor. Uh, so it's hard because he's only played two games. So both of those games he's played well in. But I think I'll I'll go B just because. Um, of the availability, but you know, I'm pretty sure if he played 38 games in a season, he would be here, um, undoubtedly. So, 100%. I wouldn't yeah. replace him with anyone, there's no, no one I'd replace him with if he could play 38 games. If a he season. if he played 38 games a season, mate, I, I don't think it's a crazy thing to say we win the league. Like, Who do you think is more important to us, Thiago or Alisson? Oh, level, level for me, yeah. I don't want to imagine life without either of them at the minute. Um, but um, we're going to get through these a bit quicker um, just to try and make it about an hour or so. Uh, let's go with Luis Diaz. I'll start on this one. Luis Diaz has been our best player of the season. Um, I think everybody would agree on that. Um, I'm going to put him straight in A. That goal against Crystal Palace, again, another one which when I was in the ground and I just couldn't believe what I saw, you know, like the way he just took it past those guys as if he, they weren't even there. And then the finish, because a lot of people have, you know, said, oh, he needs to um, start adding, you know, output into his game, uh, start putting these chances away. And he scored four goals out in nine games so far this season, which are decent numbers, to be fair. Um, three and six in the league, one in the Champions League. Um, so he's, he's scoring goals. It's just a bit less than one in two, really. So for a winger, a winger that's not really... Um, you know, classed with scoring goals uh, consistently. I think that's a very good good record so far. Um, and he's been our only forward, really, that's been consistently good. I, I don't think any of the others have. So, yeah, he goes in A for me. We say no. You're mute, bro. Okay. Uh, Dylan, do you want to go? Yeah, I do think... I do agree with you, Ben. I do think that Diaz has been our best player this season. That performance against Crystal Palace, I think that's our best individual performance of the season. I don't know what it is with Diaz, but when we're behind or our team's not playing well, it seems to make him better. That performance against Napoli as well, we were losing 4-1, but 
but this guy was giving it everything. He delivered an eight out of ten performance when we lost four uh, one. I'll put him in an A as well, to be honest. Yeah, Noah. A full day. I mean, it's it's just it, it still annoys me when I hear people saying that we're missing Mane, considering that Mane's had a pretty disappointing season so far for Bayern. No one's saying <laughs> anything about Mar- like Mane's disappointing season. And um, and Diaz has 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 been our probably our best player, and he's basically playing in the same position. I think you've got to be pretty stupid to think that it's missing Mane, whereas actually, I, all our problems have been in midfield this season for me. So yeah, a a for Diaz, he's been he's been class. Yeah, that's the first one we've all agreed on. So Luis Diaz stays in A. Um, Dylan. Virgil van Dijk. Well, uh, like I said at the start, I'm going to go by my standards for them. And with van Dijk, I'm going to go for a D. Okay. Maybe controversial, maybe a little bit too harsh. But I, we're saying he's the greatest centre-back in Premier League history. I'm not expecting, like, I'm not expecting mistakes, so many mistakes at the start of the season, like what we've seen from van Dijk. It's just not the same at the moment. He's, he's acknowledged it as well, so fair play to him. But I do think this is a blip. I don't think this is. Of this course, is, this is just this is declined completely. Yeah, and you mustn't forget that. I'm not going to keep using it as an excuse, but an ACL injury is very, very, very difficult to come back from. So, uh, regardless of how good he is now, it will never be the same as what he once was. But um, it's not. It's not been good this season for Van Dijk. I've put him in D. Noah, for me, see. Um... It, it, the thing is about Virgil is he's a. It's it's not his fault that he's he gets the criticism he does because it's a, it's an it's kind of his own downfall from being so good, because those he I mean he literally played impeccably for maybe three seasons in a row, or two and a half in a row, even last season and his first season back after the ACL I thought he still had a really good season. So he's literally played at such a high standard yeah. for so long that he's had maybe three or four games where he's been off it. If that happens to any other centre-back or 90% of centre-backs, it doesn't get looked at. It just people say, oh, well, it's just a slight blip in form because it's fantastic. It can be a good like... thing as well because that's just the standard we set him as. Like, as I said, it's pretty much at this point, unanimously agreed amongst Liverpool fans that he is one of the greatest centre-backs at the club and also in Premier League history. So we've got to set him to those standards. We can't yeah, make excuses yeah, for these blips and forms. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, for me, he, he's just, it, it's, it's, it's just how his standards are so high, that's it really. Um, and to be honest, he has had the odd game where he's looked his usual self, but he's just struggled to find that consistency like he usually does. And I do think, him and that partnership between him and Gomez doesn't work anymore for me. I think it was really good in 1920, but if Gomez isn't firing and doing what he he was so good at doing, they they just don't really complement each other anymore. So you saw, you know, he was back in with Matip against Ajax, and he looked far better. Mm. I think him at his partnership with Matip is our best partnership. Yeah, spawn. I agree. Um, I agree with you as well with the C. Um, so obviously it's two ver- two Cs versus a D. So he is going to end up in a C. But I think these guys are all marginal. Like, you know, I don't think you could really argue too much if they were all Ds or if they're all Cs. Um, but I-, I think my logic for this one is the same as what I said for Trent. Um, you know, like you said, Noah, when he's with Matip, they're just different like Matip brings out the best of Virgil which I think goes unnoticed to be fair and I think as Liverpool fans we we do appreciate Matip now I think a lot of guys it took him a long time to realize how good he is but I, I think the wider world of football still don't really appreciate Joe Matip and how good of a centre-back he is and when he's not there we miss him man um the way he ca- the way he carries the ball out of defence and I'm not going to talk about Joe Matip too much he'll come <laughs> he'll come in a bit but what my point is is when he's not there, Virgil struggles. And again, like, I 
I don't want to look for excuses for these guys because, like I said, for Trent, this guy is the best centre back I've ever seen at Liverpool. With you know, probably the best the club's had. There's a couple of arguments you could have in there, um, but like, yeah. So you have to hold him accountable to his standards. Of course you do. But I also look for the context in the team. Like, there's no way all these guys just became bad players overnight. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many factors. The the, the turnover from the season, um, you know, the team just being an absolute mess right now in terms of injuries, players coming in and out. Uh, but if we can get Matic back in and Canate back in, and unfortunately we'll get on to Gomez in a bit, I, I think we'll probably see less of him um, going forward then all of these guys, Trent, Virgil, even Nunes, I think they'll all thrive off that. Um, so, yeah, I think D would be slightly harsh uh, when you look at the context and, you know, how the team's been so far. Um, but, look, we've got to be honest, he's not been good. None of these guys have been good. So, he goes and see from me. <sighs> Harvey Elliott, who's, who's starting on this one? Yeah, I'll start on Harvey Elliott. I'll, I'll actually put him in A, I can't lie. He's been he's been very impressive. I didn't expect him to be our best midfielder, like currently our best midfielder, if you like exclude Thiago, because he hasn't been playing. But that performance against Crystal Palace, Fulham, Bournemouth, even Newcastle, I've been really impressed with it. His goal against Bournemouth as well was great. Uh, yep. I think he does deserve an A. I hope you guys agree with that. But I think we're starting to see his true colours now. He's grown into a very mature footballer, uh, tracking back, very complete, good ball striking. Yeah. Um, Noah, do you agree? Or is he lower or higher? Um, Dylan, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, so it's Noah that's... I think he's... he's out but I'll go then Harvey Elliott for me it's between A or B um I think again we've seen the brilliant side of him you know like you say he's been our most exciting midfielder when Thiago hasn't played he's been our most advanced midfielder um going forward you know all the creativity kind of stuff you 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 link with Harvey Elliott we've seen this season um obviously the other side of his game hasn't necessarily worked so far um, the more defensive side, but that's the thing with Harvey. Like we know he's not going to be defending too much. That's not his role. Um, but I still kind of want better for him. And look, he's he's a 19 year old kid. Like he'll learn that side of his game. And I completely agree with this comment from Ali. Harvey for me has not helped Trent and has affected Salah in my opinion. And I agree with that because Salah is now before start wide. Um, and we'll get on to Salah in a bit. Um, and when we saw Salah in his more natural position against Ajax, he got a goal. So I agree with that comment. Um, I think the Harvey Elliott, Salah and Trent triangle this season hasn't worked so far. Obviously it did last season and we were all waxing lyrical over it. Um, but yeah, I think on the ball, Harvey's been amazing. Like, I don't think anyone can dispute that. But I think the only criticism for Harvey can be when we he's not had the ball. And that's probably what might separate him between A and B. Um, so I'm going to let Noah um, give his verdict and then we'll decide what we're doing with him. Um, it's a bit controversial. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what happened to my internet, but I'm going to put him sorry, B. Mate. I'm going to put him B because... And it's not his doing, which is weird to say. It's just in our system... He's not meant to be a right centre midfielder for me. He looks great doing it going forward, but it, in a Klopp system, the, the most primary thing as a right centre midfielder is to be covering your right back to allow him to go forward. And Elliot, he's not good at doing that. That's not his game. That's not a criticism because he's an attacking player. That's he. That's just not really what he's he's in the team to do. So going forward, attacking looks great. But I just, the amount of times that he's left Trent exposed, which puts more pressure on Trent and doesn't allow Trent to go forward and do what he does. And that's that, that's a big reason why I think Trent's not producing. And it, it's not it's hard because it's not Elliot's fault. Because he's he's gone into position. What he's meant to do, provide some attacking flair, he's done that brilliantly. But he's he's just not that that right player for me for that position. The thing is, he's a right winger. Like, he went to Blackburn. He did incredible there from right wing. And now he's been shoved into that midfield. So it's about yeah. learning a new position as well. Yeah, I think 
I just think he's not the right build and and the right type of player to play right. I think Shuramani would have been perfect personally. I think you put yeah, we can get to the midfielder debate. Right. I know who we should have signed, but yeah, Shuramani would have been perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I think you put Shuamani there or a player like that. Henderson in his prime was brilliant at it. When Henderson was 19-20, Henderson was so effective at that right centre midfield. He'd cover for Trent. He'd do the dirty work. Trent would then bomb forward and create chances. You don't get that from Elliot. He's, he's, an, he's an unbelievable talent, but you don't get it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Noah, I think. Um, I think... I don't think he's done enough as Diaz to be on that A, like the top, top players in, in the team this season. I mean, no one has really. Um, him and Alisson have been the only two. I think Elliot's been really good. Um, I've been on the Elliot hype train for, for many years since, you know, since we signed him really, just seen him play in the cup games and saw how much of a talent he is. Um, and I'll still always back him. He's still only 19, which is crazy. Um Still a long, long way to go in his development. And, you know, we can't forget that that massive injury he had last season. Obviously, you know, set him back a bit. Like, it almost took a full season off him at the age of 18. And, like, that's great. That's mad. Like, that that season where you, you go from, like, 17 to 18 to 19, that's, like, where, you know, you, most of your growth and development is going to come. Obviously, there's still a lot of time for him to go and he's going to play loads of games this season. But, um yeah, I think he's been really good this season. I just don't think he's been as as good as the guys above him. So I will go B, and I think B is very, very good. By the way, let's not let's not act like B is is bad because you know B just means you've been you've been good. A means very good, and special is just out of this world, which nobody has been. Um, so yeah, Noah, I'm gonna let you go with Flacco. We're gonna try and get through these quickly, guys. I know, obviously. These ones at the end, we're not going to bother with because they haven't played. So, yeah, Flacco. You know what? I'm really, really torn between D and C. I think he's been really bad. Um, He's not been his usual self. And, yeah, really not good. I'm going to go C. Um, but I could easily have gone D. Uh, he's just... I don't know what it is. I, I, maybe it is just... When without having Thiago, because the yep. games he's played with Thiago, he's looked good, but he's just he's been diving into challenges too much. His timing's been awful. Is he's been very slow at times. He's been just off the pace, really. So yeah, yeah. See, yeah, um, Dylan. It actually feels like Fabinho's like burnt out from last season watching him this season and I do agree with Noah when he's with Thiago that partnership of Fabinho and Thiago carried us last season our best games were when both of them played and this season Thiago's obviously been injured it's uh, not helped with Fabinho's progress and how he's been this season Fabinho and Henderson on the other end of the spectrum they just cannot play together I don't know it, what it is but every time I see both of them in midfield, they're always running into each other. They're not on the same wavelength. Uh, it's just so easy to see, in my opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't like it on the team sheet when both of them are playing together. So I'm yeah. going to put him in C as well, like Noah. Yep, and that's a clean sweep. Um, I was going to say C as well. I think Fabinho's been, he's been off it for a while. To be honest, I don't think he's got as much criticism as the other midfielders when he's played poorly and look, people will say he's got credit in the bank. Obviously he has. He's been the best team in the world for a few years, but I don't think the energy is the same for him when he's not playing well. Um, I'm going to have to be brutally honest and I think he's just been as bad as the other guys. Uh, maybe a little bit better than two other guys we're going to go on about in a bit. Uh, but I think you've both hit the nail on the head there. You know, when he's with Thiago, this is like a repeating myself time and time again, but him and Matip, I can't stress enough how different those guys transform this team. Um, so they just bring the best out of everyone around them. And I think Fabinho is one of those players. And I remember the Crystal Palace game, the goal that we conceded, I think Fabinho should have done better. Um, and I've always made this comparison where with Fernandinho, with Man City, what he was brilliant at was making those cynical fouls. 
where, yes, you're going to take a yellow card, but you're saving your team from conceding. And I think Fabinho needs to do that a bit more, man. I, I just don't see him making those those tackles. I just feel like our midfielders want everything to be nice. And, you know, sometimes you just have to take your man out and take a yellow. It's, it is what it is. Like, if you get five, obviously you're going to miss a game. But at the end of the day, that goal we conceded against Palace, it could have been stopped with him and him and Trent, really. So, um, He's yeah, I'll, I'll put it many times though. Like the amount of times I've seen players just dribble past him, like he's yeah. not there. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what I mean. Just, yeah, that's why I make that Fernandinho comparison because that's what I want my DM to do. Just take take those fouls. Um, but obviously, look, the, I must emphasize all of these guys that we've slandered. They've all been brilliant for us. They're, most of them are Liverpool legends and we are pretty sure they will turn it around because, like I said before, they ain't just turned into bad players overnight. And look, we'll be back on Saturday to talk about the game and hopefully we'll have a lot nicer things to say about them. But Noah, si senor, what are you saying? Um, Maybe... Uh, no, I'll give him a B, but probably a low B. Ooh... Okay. I thought he would. I thought he's. He, I thought he's actually had some good games. There's been some games where he's looked good. There's also been some games where he's looked awful. It's been like a very half and half kind of season for Bobby. Um, yep. So yeah, it's very much lower end B. He's just got into B for me. Yeah, um, Dylan. I said the exact same. To be honest. He's impressed me in some games, like where I wasn't expecting him to. Bournemouth was the main one. I could praise him a lot for that Bournemouth game, actually. He was incredible. And the Newcastle game as well. He helped us get back into the game and mount that comeback. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I'm going to like that United game. That was absolutely tragic. And the reason why Alessandro Martinez has now like got into form was because of that game against Firmino. He, like, <laughs> like a walk in the park, like Alessandro had such an easy game against Firmino. And he was hope, probably hoping that he'd play against him. So impressive, but for his standards at the moment, yeah, it's it's fair enough. I'll go for a B. It's tough because like you say, he's 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 had great games and he's had terrible games. I, I think he's been better than the guys below him. So I think that's why you, you can justify him being a B. Um, like I think he's been far better than them actually. But... Um, yeah, I agree. We just need to see it more. He's, he, he scored a few goals. He's got a few assists. He did stat pad against Bournemouth a little bit, but like you say, Dylan, that was an incredible performance from him. Um, so I think B might be fair. Oh, Lord. Okay. I'm I'm going to go with this one first, if that's all right. Um, yeah. So for me, look, let me just make this perfectly clear. This is not James Milner's fault that he's having to play this amount of football. And I do feel sorry for James Milner. I really do. Because he took a new deal. He halved his wage. I think he halved his wage on the basis that he probably wasn't going to play that much. But this guy has played so much for, for us this season. Um, and like I say, that's not his fault. That, that's the board's fault for not investing. Um, whoever made, made the final decision to not go and sign midfielders this season, it's on them. Uh, so that's the first thing. This is not Milner's fault that he's having to play this much football for Liverpool Football Club at the age of 37. He should just be on the bench, you know, being there for morale with the young guys, helping, you know, them come through and settle in. That's what I thought his role was going to be this season. However, because of the crisis we had, Naby, Thiago, Ox, Jones, all injured, um, he's had to play nine games for us this season, which is crazy. But you have to judge him buy those nine games and okay like I'm saying it's not his fault that he's having to play these games he's going in D he's the first D for me um, and I feel bad about it because I do feel sorry for the guy I really like him I know he's become a bit of a meme on Twitter but I really really like James Warner I think he's a top top professional um, just look at the way he's conditioned himself and looked after himself at the age of 37 you see the likes of Wayne Rooney they they were just they let themselves go when as soon as they turn like 30, really. But Milner, he's 37. He's 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 really taking care of himself. But his football ability for me this season has been absolutely shocking. Um, but look, I don't know if I'm being harsh. I don't know what I'm saying is a bit unfair. But um, I, I just feel like he, he, he's been absolutely shocking. Probably the top two worst players for us this season. Um, but again, I am on that side and I feel sorry for him. So I don't really know. But Dylan, what are you saying, mate? 
Yeah, I'm completely with you, Ben. I feel so sorry for the guy. And Milner playing nine games, which is literally all-out games, is yeah. FSG's mistake this season. Milner should not be playing this many games. I really like Milner coming off the bench in like the 85th minute. He, the club does this a lot as a cameo. And he gives us all for those five minutes. He should not be playing the whole match. And this is what the big problem is. I do think Milner is a massive cult hero of the club. I remember that season he played at left-back. Again, mm. because FSG didn't want to invest in a left-back. They said, James, we want to go there full-time for the whole season. And he did it and actually played really well. Um, I'm going to put him in D as well because he hasn't been, he, as you can imagine, he's been awful. But I'm not even going to slander him for anything because this is on FSG and this is on Klopp not wanting to invest in a midfielder and having to play a 36-year-old in that position for nine games this season. Yep. Noah. Same. Exactly the same. D. It's, but it, again, it's hard because it's not his fault. He, I mean, he uh, he wouldn't start for any Premier League team, so there's no reason why he should be playing for us. But that's mm. just completely a, a rep- represents our lack of investment. Yeah, pretty simple. We're all in agreement there. Um, Fabio Carvalho, Noah, because you kept it short and sweet. Do you want to go on him? We'll just try and get through these ones quick. Yeah, yeah, Carvalho, probably B, maybe A, Pi B, probably. He's been really good um, when he's, yeah, this goal against Newcastle is great. He's always had good games. I can't remember him really having a bad game, uh, but he, he's just not played enough probably to put him in A. We've not seen that yeah. much of him. So, but yeah, yeah, B. Dylan? Yeah, exactly the same. I say B. Uh, nothing too special, but nothing like bang average as well. He's been really good, really impressed me. And has produced probably our best moment of the season so far. Yeah, undeniably. Um, I agree. Clean sweep. He stays in B. Uh, love to see more of him, and I think he will start in like all the cup games and you know FA Cup games, and even in the league at times he will start. Um, but obviously, as a young player coming into this team, we're still unsure as to where he's going to be playing the most. Is he going to be on the left? Is he going to be as a you know a, a more of an advanced midfielder? We don't know yet. Um, I, I think he looks good on the left, to be honest. I, I think he looks really good there. And I, I watched an interview of him when he was at um, Fulham saying that's his favourite position to play on the left. So maybe we'll see him there more often than not. Um, Joe Gomez, I'm going to start with him. I'm going to say C again. Um, I don't know if these guys are in no particular order, by the way. But um, shocking. It, he had a chance this season for me to establish himself where Matip got injured um, and Canate is obviously injured. You know, Gomez had a chance, doesn't it? Right, I'm here now. I'm going to be Virgil's partner. I'm going to run it back to 18, 19 and whatever, 19, 20. He didn't do that. Um, I think he's had one good game from my memory, which was the Everton game. Uh, I thought he was decent in that. But apart from that, I think he, he's not been good at all. So I'll put him in C. And when can I take Matip back fully? I don't know when he's going to play. But um, Dylan, what are you saying? Yeah, in my opinion... This was the, the best opportunity for Joe Gomez to get his Liverpool career back on track. I do yep. think he is, out of the entire squad, the most unlucky player. He's had great opportunities. He was that main centre-back uh, alongside Virgil when we were dominating dominating the league. But really unlucky injuries. That one, when he was at England, that was that really annoyed me. Like When he had, had the chance to set himself as the president as like the main centre-back when Virgil got injured, uh, I put him in C as well. He's been shocking this season, I have to say. But at the same time, I just feel really bad for the guy because he he, he was, had so much potential, but injuries just stopped him. Yeah. Noah? Um, I'll put him uh, same, C. I think you've covered everything. It's just a real shame, in it? Because this was his real chance. He's just not looked on it at all. Um, but the, the, the good thing is, we have. I know it's unlucky they were both injured, but like we have two, in my opinion, world class, one world class, well, so in Matip and Canate, and that's what you need to be a top club. Like, if yeah. we had the strength of depth in centre back all over the pitch, we'd be able to, 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 to win, win leagues and dominate. 
if we had that kind of depth in midfield, it'd be and we're even starting to get that depth at fullbacks now, which is great with Ramsey and Simikaz. But yeah, it, it is really disappointing because he won't play. I don't think he'll play again much this season at all in the in league games and Champions League for sure. I agree. And uh, just before we continue, guys, um, if you're watching this live or even if you're watching it on the replay, please smash that like button and subscribe to the channel just to help us grow um, to a wider audience. It would really mean a lot if you could do that. Um, so, yeah, please do like and subscribe. Um, Mo Salah. Noah, do you want to start with Mo? Uh, yeah. Um, somewhere between B and C. Um, I'd I'd probably go C, but upper C. I just really feel like he's been underwhelming. It hasn't helped him. The change uh, and kind of it just looks like he's he's a bit burnt out. But you know what? Yep. I think the um the break's going to benefit him. I think Absolutely. second half of the season after the World Cup break, he'll he'll be firing. I just want to see him getting some goals before then. And then I think, yeah, it, it, it's just fatigue. But not not having that World Cup is going to be good for a lot of our players. I'm really praying that Thiago's not called up for Spain. Well, he's not been playing at the minute, he, has he? So he's not been playing for them at the minute, which is absolutely absurd. I mean, I think it, it, he he must have a fallout with the with the with the manager. But I just I'm not complaining to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not complaining. I was just going to say, yeah, uh... yeah, Dylan Salah, do you agree? Look, Salah is my favourite player to ever play in Liverpool. Sure. Love the guy, but I also set him to the highest standards. So I'm going to have to agree with Noah and put him in C. He's been, for his new role, and I think we can all agree it is a new role, he's done well. He's got the most key passes in the league. He's very, he's like a new, he's reborn as a very creative player now. But it's just not enough. He, this guy is a killer in front of goal. He had one shot against Everton, and that was our best chance the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> like we shouldn't be limiting our best shooter, our best player in the box, our best finisher, our best player on his day to uh, basically a linesman, which is what he's been this season. Yeah. Like literally, if you look at his heat maps this season, you think it's just a line, linesman's heat map. So I'm going to put him in C, but I've, I'm going to blame Klopp a lot for this system change and this new role. And I do think he can do better at the same time, Salah. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think he's um, he's suffered a bit from being too far out wide, like I said. And I, I also touched on it earlier. The one time against Ajax, he gets in that Mo Salah area. Look what he does. He scores. He's a, he's a right forward. He's not a right winger. I've yeah. said this for so long. Like, yeah, so... Yeah, he's, he's, he not cannot, right winger. he's not a right winger. He should not be on the touchline. I agree. That's not where he should be. He shouldn't be on touchline trying to take on two, three men. He should be in and around the ball. Yep. And that's why I keep saying it, mate. The one time against Ajax, he gets in that situation, he thrives and he scores. So that's what we need to see more of. We need to see him being in those situations, in and around the box. Um, and he'll score goals. It's as simple as that. Um, who wants to start with the captain? All right, go on then. Um, oh, he has been our worst player this season, and there is no doubt about it. There is absolutely no doubt about it. This guy has been tragic, and it was it was bad in last season, but it was not as bad as the start of this season. I'm talking about Fulham, the first goal. I'm talking about Manchester United, the first and second goal. I'm talking about the Newcastle goal and his overperformances against others as well. Uh, definitely not Ness. It's a D for me. And I'm sure you guys will agree. If anyone says anything higher, I'm willing to debate with you lot because he has been absolutely tragic this season in a six and in an eight. It's the worst player this season by far. Noah, do you disagree or do you agree? I agree. Um, it's hard. I think Milner might be worse, I'll be honest. But it's not really a conversation. The thing is, like with Milner playing bad, I'll I'll let him off because he's 36 years old. Like, this guy should be in a retirement home looking after his family right now. Henderson is the captain of our football club and he's he's the worst player on the team. What kind kind of standards is that set? You know what? I'll be honest. I would not be opposed to to a a captaincy refresh next season. And, And some people might think that's an unbelievable statement. 
but I think there's no point if you're not going to. He, he's not good enough to play every every week for us. You mm. should not be the captain if you don't play every week. I agree. I've said it as well. Um, I wouldn't be against that. Is it going to happen? Probably not. I mean, the only way it would happen if Milner moves on and then Hendo becomes a vice captain because of the reason you've just said, maybe phase him out a bit. Um, and then maybe Virgil or maybe even Thiago takes the armband, but then the availability thing with Thiago as well. I agree with everything you guys have, have just said. I, To be honest, I don't know who's who's um who's been worse out of those two and to be honest i don't care they've both been absolutely terrible um and um here we are look go and pre-order hendo's autobiography why is this guy making autobiography after one league title man listen worst players have made autobiographies to be fair i think the thing you have to remember with henderson is we've seen his best days and there's no doubt about it his best days were integral to his winning trophies it's literally a fact um but those days are behind him now and it, it is similar to milner i guess we should have invested we should have signed somebody we haven't so we're left with egg on our face and henderson you know what, has to Dylan, I, I strongly disagree with that autobiography statement I, I, if you look at henderson's rise from yeah, his whole incredible. career, he's a working class lad who's basically come through the system at Sunderland, came to Liverpool on a lucky move, was about to get sacked off and won the lot. I mean, that's that's a story. I that's a story I'd read. I think uh, he's he's not at the level now, but I think he's you can't you can't take away from what he's done for this football club. He's he's won us the lot. You know, fair enough. Then. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. I just normally. With athletes writing an autobiography when their career is done, I'm more. I've been used to that. Yeah, I think that's a it's a good debate to have on another day. But we need to go through these guys. So Andy Robbo, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna put him in C. Um, pretty similar to what we said about Trent. I think you can literally say the exact same thing. Um, the things we associate Andy Robertson with, we, we haven't seen too much. I don't know what the reason for that is. Whether it's a midfield issue, whether it's a system issue. I don't know, but um, I agree with whoever said it earlier that um, Simikas probably should start games after the break um, because Simikas, you know, he, he's clearly been better than Robertson this season for me at least. So, yeah, Noah, do you have anything to add on that about Robert? Yeah, poor, um, really poor. This is C. I'd agree to um, Simikas should get running um, for sure. I think he's he's been brilliant every time he's played. And that's the reason why we have depth. So when Robertson's not good enough, we can say, let's play Costas. Let's get Robertson up, back up to standard. Um, and um, yeah, that, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd play Simicaz until Robertson can prove that he's back on the level because he's been well below it. Yeah, 100%. And Dylan, finishing off a rubber? Yeah, I'll put him in C. And back to that point about Robertson Simicaz, we're very lucky to have two very good players in one position uh, competing for that one position. So I think Klopp really needs to utilise that because I, I don't know if you guys remember from last season when Robertson had an awful start to the season and then Shimakas came into the team and played a few games, played decent. Then Robertson realised that his position like was that starting position with that risk. So he came back into the side and I think he got like six assists in four games and was really mm -hmm. threatening going forward. So that competition can actually be beneficial to both of them. And Robertson, at the moment, I, I just don't flinch at him going forward. Like, he's so... He's just not threatening going forward. Like, Trent hasn't been that good this season, but he can offer something completely different, like that ball against tackle and that ball against Ajax. That's what Trent can offer. I don't think Robertson can offer that. But when Robertson's in form, he is incredible. And I just think he needs to get back to that form. Yeah, I agree. And just before we move on, Noah, I believe you've got to go, mate. We, we've run over yeah, an hour. Yeah, I'll leave but... you lot to the, the remaining players, but cheers, lads, and yeah. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks Have for jumping on, bro. Yeah, we'll get you on again soon, mate. Absolutely, no worries. Um, let's go on to the... We've only got three more to do anyway, to be fair. Uh, I'll start off with Joel. Um, I, don't, I don't need to say anything more about him. I've been waxing a little about him all podcasts long. Um, the only downside is, of course, he's only played five games, two in the champs, one, two in the Prem, and then the Community Shield. But when Joel's back, I think he's our starting centre-back with Virgil. He's just... He, he has something in his locker that even Virgil doesn't do. The way he takes the ball forward into midfield, for me, is 
massively underrated because when he's not playing, we don't have anyone that can do that. Yes, Virgil's got that massive 40-yard diagonal pass on him. Of course, he's ridiculously good at that. But in possession of the ball, I think Matip is just different level to, to anyone. I don't know if you agree with that, Dylan, but um, based on what he's done and when he has played, I will put him in B. It, it might be a bit high because he's, you know, like I say, he's barely played, but he's definitely been better than these guys, no? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Matip has been incredible this season. I've got not, I haven't really got a bad thing to say, say about him from the top of my head. Uh, I think Matip will go down as our most underrated player, underappreciated player. And also when we're talking about all the Premier League players, I do think he will go down as a very underrated player and very forgotten because you could think he's been in Van Dijk's shadow. But this season, he's been really good. Like when He just offers something different compared to Virgil. And you can yep. see Virgil prefers that partnership with Matip now than when he did with Gomez. Like They've got a good relationship off the pitch as well. Matip, when he's got the ball, the ball he can uh, get the ball forward. He's been great, and I'm looking forward to having him back in the starting eleven now. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, I agree, mate. Um, let's go with Costas Simikas. Um, I'll put him in B. Like I said, I think he's been better than Robertson. Um, yeah, I'd the same as well. I yeah, and at the minute, I think he would be our starting left back. Much more creativity in him. Um, yeah, he looks more. He's our best set piece taker as well. I've noticed. Like know, yeah. when he he's takes like, set pieces, corners. Yeah, that's when we score. And the other fullbacks, we don't usually score when they take them. So, do you have anything to add on Simicast, mate? No, not really. Um, I, I do think when they're both at their best, Simicast and Robertson. Robertson is clear, but at the moment, Simicast is better. And I think. This uh, Klopp should give Shimakas a run in the team to try and like basically like last season make Robertson play better, like motivate him to play and actually compete for that position at left back. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, um, the penultimate, well, no, the last one because uh, these guys haven't played. Uh, just look at that list, by the way. These are players that we can't even talk about because they haven't played, which is mad. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking but... at the last one. Yeah, oh, listen. We can have a whole conversation about that. Nah, 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 nah. Listen, if you want Nabby prop, just uh, go on my Twitter. If you want Nabby slander, I'm sure Dylan's your man. Um, but Diogo Giotta, he's just played the one game, right? Yeah, Ajax. and in my opinion, I think it's been one of the best games I've seen from Giotta. And I'm not just talking about yep. like his goal scoring ability, but all around. Like every time he had the ball, I was really impressed with him. Last season, uh, I, I was. I was very harsh with him uh, with that game against City. I remember when we had the momentum after we scored that second goal and he just kept fumbling the ball and that, like, in the ends, we could have scored from after scoring that second. But that game against Ajax was really impressive. I hope he can build on that. Uh, again, yeah. only one game against, a, like, a high-pressing team. So I, 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 can't, I don't even want to rank him, to be honest. But if we're just basing it off that Ajax game, then it'll be an A, but he's only played the one game, is Yeah, no, you're right. I think we can, obviously, we can only go on what we've seen so far and what we've seen from Diogo. Like you say, mate, that Ajax game, he was phenomenal. And um, based on that one game, you have to put him in a, a B or an A. And I, look, I, like you say, I don't think you could put a player in A from one game. So I think we'll have to go with a B, to be honest. But um, look, it wasn't just yourself last season that was critical of Diogo Jota's all-round play. There was a lot of Liverpool fans saying the same thing. Um, but listen, I, I always said that th th this guy is incredible. Um, he's a gunman. Like, you give this guy a chance, he'll score. And he just needed to add that side to his game. The other side where, you know, if, if it's a low-block side you're playing against and you have to be more patient... You know, can Jota deal with that? And like you say, against Ajax, that was the side of his game that I was more impressed with, to be honest. So, um, yeah, he just needs to keep it going. He just needs to keep it moving. And it's going to be a battle with him and Nunes now because if Nunes isn't on form and Jota's fit, Jota's going to play. So, look, it's, it's good. It can only be a positive thing. Healthy competition within this side is what's going to help us thrive. And now we have options back and we have, like, some of these guys are back as well, actually, I think. Um I know Canate is very close as well. So, look, 
onwards and upwards, right? And um, with Jota, he's just, um, I think he's just announced he's having another baby as well. So congratulations to him. He scored last night as well for Portugal. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't been keeping up with, with football together, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't watch a Saturday match. I can't blame you, mate. Um, but yeah, any any closing thoughts before we wrap this up about um, moving forward, the game on Saturday? How does how does this Liverpool side and these players that we've put in season D's, what happens? How does they turn it around? I do think it's a blip. If we're looking at last season, that's got to have a mental effect on the players. Like one one week on the Sunday, you lose the title the way you did City. Like they'll two 0 behind with 15 minutes to go and they score, and then six days later having to go to a Champions League final. Uh, obviously, what happened with the fans, the Thiago injury. Well, sort of, and then losing that, that's going to take a mental effect on the team. We played so much football last year, so much high-pressure games, do-or-die games, it's going to take an effect. I do think this is just a blip, and I think after the World Cup will be better. But right now, what we can do is just support, support Klopp, support the boys, and I hope this new system actually starts playing football soon, because that's what we haven't seen this 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 season, we haven't seen football that we were seeing last season. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you've said the amount of fixtures that they played last season. Um, look, playing every single game possible is a rarity, and I don't yeah, know how it's many physical and mental effects on the yeah, players. Mate, like, how many teams have gone that, that? I don't know if it's ever happened. To be honest, obviously, it might happen once or twice that like the great United sides, or maybe Arsenal. I don't know, but. Um, not in my lifetime, it hasn't happened too much. Even Man City don't do that. So exactly, it's tough. And like you say, physically, mentally, everything that happened on that day in um, in the Champions League final, the the quick turnover for pre season, and then obviously adapting to new players, new systems, it's it's a lot. And like you say, mate, I think it's a blip as well. I think they'll turn it around. I don't know to what extent. Are we going to win the league? Probably not. The Champions League, of course, that's still in our hands. The leagues. Technically not, but like I said at the start of the, the pod, mate, if we go and beat Man City twice, as unlikely as people think that might be, if we go and beat them twice, we're right back in it. So, um, listen, we've just got to get our act together quickly because this month coming up is very, very tough. It has to be said. We played so one game in September, of, man. Yeah, one, it's kind one of, game in September. It's kind of like a make or break month, isn't it? Really, if you think about it, like if we it come is, out yeah. of this month on top, then happy days, we're thriving again. But if we, if the the other side happens and we carry on how we've been at the start of the season, then you have to start thinking, oh wow, are we even going to get top four? But I'm pretty sure we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I think so too. We both agreed that it's a blip as well. Yeah, guys, very, very. Um, you know, thankful if you've made it to this point in the podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or watching on YouTube still. Um, it's you know, it's it's always fun to talk about this team. Even when it's like not great, we still have to have these conversations and be honest. But that is our tier list. Um, let us know what you guys think in the comments or on Twitter when this goes up. Um, let us know is there any changes you would have made, anyone that needs to go up, anyone that needs to go down. And um, yeah, we're gonna be back after we've played Brighton, hopefully after a win. And um yeah, hopefully we get through that game with a, a good performance, the three points, no injuries, and then we can kick on from there. So, guys, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Take care. See you, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.